Last night, I had an epiphany. Possibly the third epiphany, the third great epiphany of my life. I hyperventilated. Mm -hmm. I vomited. Well, almost anyway. There, were, I had, I had stomach muscle contractions and the most ghastly noises. Hunched double over the bowl. As the sickening realization dawned upon me that the earth was flat. <laughs> Since then, I've reflected on um, those friends of mine with the most to say on this subject and who I thought would, would um, present an, uh, uh, a challenging interlocutor because although I am sold on this subject, I do have questions. And I've chosen my friend Nicholas. Um, this is not going to be a combative conversation, but um, as I say, I do have some questions. <laughs> so, Nick, you've been, how long have you been, I suppose we just call you, how long have you been a flat earther? God help me. I was introduced to the idea two years ago. I found it compelling for 18 hours and then dispensed with it. And then about six months ago, it came crashing into my world again. And I saw things that I didn't see the first time and could not shake them at all. So you're a relative newcomer, mm -hmm. but we know one another well. We've mm -hmm. known each other for half a decade um, on and off. And I know you to be uh, um, indefatigable and sometimes excessively uh, thorough researcher on these things and a smart guy, if somewhat of an autodidact, but I think that comes in the flat earth territory, doesn't it? Um, I think you're going to be the perfect person for me to talk to because I think you're still going to be, um, uh, how should I put it, uh, in infused with the fervor of the convert and enthusiastic about this yes. in a way that hopefully will um, combat my sinking sense of sickness yes if you hear a light buzzing in the background it's probably because my macbook fan seems to have decided it wants to have a conversation with us <laughs> um all right let's just i mean I, I've, I've i've got some questions i've tried to be organized about it they go from sort of straightforward to more complicated okay i know you're not going to be able to answer everything I'll and it's not best. like i said it's not it's not a grilling or a, or a combative situation you just know a lot more about this than I do. So I want to start with the basics. Okay. We're going to get to, by the way, who might have done it, when and why, mm -hmm. later in the conversation. Sure. Um, where we will be tiptoeing very gently around uh, some aspects of, of that discussion. But to begin with, give you the floor for a minute. Uh, if the Earth's not flat, mm -hmm. what on Earth shape is it? You mean if it's not a sphere? What on Earth shape? Uh, yes, if, if globe theory. If globe hypotheses. If glo excuse me, excuse me. If the globe hypothesis does not hold. Yes. Um, what shape is the Earth? It would be a plane. It would be a, a flat. You mean a disk? Well, that would imply that we've explored beyond the edges and we haven't. Right. It's not public knowledge what's beyond Antarctica. Okay, so... Uh, in, in your telling, Antarctica is something more like uh, 
Is that what they call the ice wall? Yes. So all so of Antarctica the... isn't really a one solid thing. It's actually Correct. it's actually a ring of ice around the planet. Yes, we excuse uh, me around we... the uh, <laughs> around the, uh, the uh, realm around the known continents. Yes, the known continents sit in water that is inside of the Antarctic basin. So it's sort of a giant pond. Exactly. Okay. And and what shape? I mean, so they sit in the Antarctic basin. So presumably there's something above that and below that. Mm-hmm. There, presumably there's a shape to this mass. Underneath the water, there must be what? Earth? Uh, is mm-hmm. there a mantle? Is there lava? I mean, presumably there must be because there are volcanoes, aren't there? Um, what's, what's, give us a sense if you can. I'll try to just shut up and let you paint a picture. Sure. Um, some, sometimes a challenge for me. Paint us a picture of what that little corner of the universe looks like. What is above and below and around the continents that we know Mm -hmm. that we're familiar with that we can visit Mm -hmm. uh that we know the shapes of probably roughly Mm -hmm. um what what sits around that in all all dimensions okay i find it useful to dispense with the idea of space outer space um people say it's fake and gay tis G-H-E-Y and sorry yes, yeah. it's important to dispense with that at, at first because we've grown up with the conception with, you know you walk into a classroom and there's a globe sitting at a 23 and a half degree angle sorry 23.4 degree angle which interestingly enough if you subtract that from the 90 gets you 66.6 degrees remaining oh dear we're there already ladies and gentlemen we are Ugh. Well, but let, let's let's, if you don't mind, and I don't mean this in anything like a disparaging fashion, um, if we could postpone the numerology and theolog- the theological aspects of this to later. So do you just want just you just want to structure a? What is the world? All human evidence that is honest and verifiable tells us that we exist in an in a basin surrounded by a 300 foot ice wall that we call antarctica there are the continents that we all travel to above us there is much debate but uh, the primary flat earth model is that the sun and the moon exist as projections upon the firmament they're about 51 miles wide each what's the, what's the firmament the firmament being a, a dome a solid a solid dome it is yes it is impenetrable it is solid um, the reason being if you think that the atmosphere can be contained if, if there is space is a vacuum if something above us is a vacuum of space yes. and you do not have a non-permeable membrane between the gas. What's the ozone layer, isn't it? Sure, but you can uh, when you when you drink uh, through a straw and you pull liquid through that straw, the vacuum that you create with your pharynx in just in your mouth can defeat gravity. And that we are told by astrophysicists that there is an infinite vacuum of space. Infinite, the greatest vacuum. Okay, but aren't you using vacuum in two different ways? No, it's it's the same. A a, a 
an area of less pressure. All right. So, so, so there's a, there's a, I've just, I just want, I really want to focus on the basics. There's a solid dome. Yes. Is it a spherical dome? Yeah. So there is a sphere involved, <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> but, but it's, it's not, not the shape of the earth. Yes. So the earth is pretty much zero degrees, flat. Zero degrees. Flat, flat, flat. Yep. yep. It there, has topography, obviously. Mountains there, yeah, and yeah, yeah, valleys sure, and sure, sure, sure. There is a spherical dome over it, which is solid, beyond which we know nothing. Correct. There are light projections of some kind, which yep. we understand as the sun, the moon, the stars. Correct. We'll get to some of the um, physics of that later. Sure. And a 300-foot ice wall, yes. beyond which, again, we know nothing. The public knows nothing. Okay. There are people who say they have flo uh, 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 traversed Antarctica. Admiral Byrd. Did he? Obviously not. No, he did. What does that mean for I believe you? it was because Operation High Jump. If, 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 if it's a ring of ice and not a, a, a clump, mm -hmm. how could he cross it? Do you mean that he circumnavigated the globe? Correct. So but how would he circumnavigation, not know? I mean, surely, surely that would take, you know, three years 60, instead of three months. 61 days. It would take 61 days to circumnavigate the perimeter of the It would take 61 days to walk Earth. across some sm of the smaller countries, surely. Well, he did it in an airplane. So, so Admiral, but there are people. I mean, there's Lewis and Clark, and there's so, no, so Lewis and whatever. Clark did and, not go but, but there's across people Antarctica. who have walked. No. Okay. I don't know that. I just assumed. I suppose. Yeah, I no, suppose no, I we haven't. So, so I we have we have circumnavigated the globe. People do it every day. Billions How of people you, every day. No, no, hang on. This is important. We have circumnavigated the globe every day, billions of times, over and over, from east to west. Never has it been done north to south. Now, if you just think about the uh, the Earth as, as a globe, as a sphere, never has someone, for example, started in Michigan, flown up to the North Pole, down the back of the Earth, and back up around north to south up to Michigan. That does not happen. But billions of times a year, must we go. it doesn't. We go east to west. We go around the Earth that way. Oh, I see. Because of refueling in the, in, in the globe hypothesis, you wouldn't fly out of Antarctica because you'd run out of, of, of fuel. Well, the would the, the, the official re the two official reasons are one is you would disturb the migratory patterns of penguins that is documented, and the second there is some sort of treaty. And the second is it's illegal. It is illegal. It's illegal to fly around. Illegal. That is, is over one hundred countries have signed this treaty. That mm -hmm. it is illegal for anyone but like the United Nations. There are United Nations guards at Antarctica to prevent you and I from going there. <laughs> okay. It costs $200,000 to apply to go on a voyage to Antarctica, and they just shoot you down. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, people will be able to look that stuff up for themselves um, and, and check that out. Uh, below the Earth, is, is there rock and magma? So when you and I went to school as a kid, we were told that the Earth... Um, was about 3,000 miles uh, in diameter. So you had the crust, and you had the mantle, and there was magma, and then there was the iron core, and we've the seen... The core. Yep, and we've seen this breakdown. down where people drill down to stuff. it. Yeah. They said it's 3,000 miles. To the core. To the core. The diameter being 
the distance from the center of the sphere. Perhaps that's the radius. It's been a while since I took any sort of... <laughs> yes. We should know this stuff. Uh, I, I, I believe that the diameter would be from um, a point on the sphere to the opposite point on the sphere. Correct. I think the radius would be the very center of the sphere to mm -hmm. any point on its surface. Yes. So you mean the radius? Yes. Okay. Now, how many miles, just take a guess, how many miles do you think we have drilled? If we're talking about empirical science... Oh, a couple of miles. Six. Yeah, yeah. The deepest yeah. anyone at any point in the history of mankind has drilled is six miles. Uh, but we've we've inferred through various things through science that it's three thousand miles to the to the center of the earth, right? We have inferred in the same way that they tell you what the core of Pluto is like, which is to say they made it up. Yeah, well, they would say it's inferential reasoning, but I, I, let's let's okay. Empirical data. We haven't seen it. We don't know. First hand empirical sure. But there are lots of things that we haven't seen first that we know about the universe. And the way that people come to know things... Well, I mean, uh, there's lots of things that you haven't seen that you must rely on merely to live um, through, you know, inferential reasoning, through... Um, but most of astrophysics, you know, but the things that we do assume about the universe, right? Even, that sent, even the, the word universe implies all of the things that I and other people who are persuaded by Flat Earth would challenge a priori. Okay, because, because much of it is face, is face is fake and gay. But um, <laughs> all right. So so so, what's the answer to the question I asked you? When you go down into yeah. the Antarctic basin, mm -hmm. the bottom of the oceans, yep. or below the continents, yep. what's down there, and how much of it? No one knows. Okay. Now, there are there is literature, such as. Uh, the Bible and Beowulf and many mythologies that I personally find to be more documentarian than poetic. All right. Well, we're going to get to that later. Um, if, if, if the earth is continents surrounded by a circular ice wall, there must be a sort of midpoint. Where's the middle of what we understand as our our planet, our realm? It used to be called Hyperborea. Well, what is it now? Where is it? Uh, we would say Africa? it's it's no. Um, we would say it's the North Pole. Um, so, so oh, I north see. Because, is because center. You, you flattened out yeah. what would yeah. okay. So north is so, center, and then south is anywhere facing away from center. Okay, so Antarctica, east is west, the is South Pole, yeah. is really an ice wall yes. around yes. a flat plane of earth correct and the center of the earth for our purposes as, yes. well, as far as we know because we could be askew and there could be lots of different earths beyond the ice wall mm -hmm. um as far as we know the center would be the north pole correct and i personally Always. find um that there is a lot of evidence that because the north pole is shifting and is shifting in a predictable manner sort of that, magnetic fields and yeah so on. that the that the Antarctic basin which we reside in is one of probably four quadrants that rotate in an, in an epoch-like fashion such that the center of our Earth is actually shifting. And you can look at, astro astrologically, you can see these epochs over so the years. Astron astronometrically? Nope. Astrologically, astrologically would be, would be Capricorn and Gemini. And exactly. I'm such a Gemini. Well, that that um, that came that came later, but I do mean astrologically. Okay. Yes. Uh, the right. year of the and the season of the. 
where the sun is in position. Bloody hell. Okay, yeah. so, so, so we are one of perhaps four, let's say, worlds. Do they all have ice walls around them, maybe? Yeah, there was a map. I can't... Um, I won't pull it up, obviously. Cause well, let's, let's, let's leave it there. Um, so we can't know if we're stationary or spinning, I suppose. Other than this... Uh, era-defining era drift that you describe. Spinning um, as in, like, the it, it, continent? Well, it, like, it, is if, there a if rotation? If Earth is a flat plane... Yeah, is it rotating? Well, it's not really a flat plane, of course, but it's, if, it's, sure. if it's flat... Yes. Is the whole thing turning, or is it just sitting in place? Does it matter at all? It is stationary, and all evidence okay. points to suggest that the heavens rotate about around us. I and see. this is why... and. Another phenomenal proof is if there is such thing as continental drift, if there is such thing as us hurtling through the infinity of the universe at 660,000 miles per hour, orbiting the sun, which is hurtling through space at its own rate, mm. then how come you can, for a span of months, years, decades, uh, and this has been done, document the location of Polaris, whether it's photographically or if you want to use the Georgia Guidestones, through a pinhole, and it will remain there day in and day out, and all of the heavens will rotate around it. But it's not its not in the same position for everyone on the planet, depending on their latitude and longitude. And the, the, the position of Polaris in the sky will change depending on where you are on the planet mm -hmm. in a mathematical way that would imply a spherical shape. No, not at all. Okay. Let's... It's limited the extent to which we can have complex mathematical and uh, physical discussions in an audio format. So I'm going to save just one or two questions like that for later. Okay. But I'll ask one that perhaps could have a, an interesting answer. What causes ocean tides? Hmm. And why do the tides um, appear to be in sync with the positions of heavenly bodies? Yeah. Because I would say, if you, if you just think about you know the, the, the natural physical world, yeah. one of the things that people would would um, I guess point to as evidence of gravitational pull of spherical objects and so on would be the tides, right? Yeah. Tides coming in, tides going out. Nobody can explain that, but they have explained. No, that. it's just a Bill O'Reilly quote. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, that would appear to be quite a neat yeah. um, explanation, a neat, uh, you would call it a hypothesis. <laughs> um, the tides yeah. are in observable sync mm -hmm. with the position of various heavenly bodies. Um, if, if your model is correct, how can that be so, or why is it so? It isn't so. So that was something that I learned while looking into this, is that mm -hmm. um, the tides are so imperfectly correlated with the position of the moon or any celestial body that um, it's, it is equivalent to say that it has no effect on it. I can't, can't regurgitate. It can't be true. I can't. I mean, people can see with their own no, eyes no, 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 that no, no, that's no. not true. I mean, the, let me, let, let me look, I'm sorry, but there's, there's a, there's a degree of ridiculousness about some of the claims of flat Earth, which might just be that most people who follow it don't uh, know how to say "I don't know" in a in a way that's that's um, that's reasonable, and that 
no scientist ever says it um, uh, in in a way that um, you know doesn't come across as, as somehow altogether anyway arrogant. But look, there are things people can see. I mean, lunar eclipses. For okay. Instance, Before you get right? on lunar eclipses, no, you have to stay on the tides. You have to stay on the tides. We're going to. But all I'm trying to, all I'm asking is, there are things people can see with their own eyes. The tides line up with the moon. They don't. You can see it. They don't. It, you experience it. They absolutely it. don't, and they don't on different areas of the world at the same time. It is, it is completely... It, but okay, but just think about gravity as a physical force. Well, why do we have them? Where do they come from if they don't hang come on, from Hang on, hang on. Start with the moon. If, if we want to say that this celestial body exists that is influencing the entire mass of water on Earth, and yet, allegedly, all of this physics is based on the fact that A, we went to the moon, B, we have the International Space Station, which is giving us information about... The effect of Earth's gravity on uh, something People 120 miles. The tides and the moon a long time before the 60s. Saying that there look, was gravity that does it doesn't look, hold up. Look, there was a caliph in the ninth century who calculated the um, size of this planet and its spherical shape by observing how much more of the starry skies he could see from the bottom versus the top of a mountain. He went to the top of the mountain. He could see more stars at the horizon. Mm-hmm. How is that possible Angular if the resolution. Earth is flat? Angular resolution. All right. So, okay. That's the- we're going to move on from ties. We've got so much to cover. Okay. We're not going to be able to conclusively prove any element of this that listener satisfaction in this conversation that's not perfect no yeah but to just but, identifying areas where there is disagreement where there because th- this is what's important is most people don't know like you say well but nick there's tides and i'm saying yes i've seen a wealth of information that shows that the that the tides are entirely uncorrelated from the moon especially in different right. locations on the earth it's so that's worth looking say, into it's safe to say you have an answer for it yes yeah. let's let's yeah. let's leave it at that now, so um, I'll just check my notes. His name was um, Al-Mamun. He was an Islamic caliph, of course, Islamic. He was a caliph in the 9th century. He noted that um, more stars were visible from higher altitudes. And he used the number of stars that were visible from those higher altitudes yeah. to calculate the curvature of the Earth. Sure. And he did it in such a way that lines up remarkably closely with what any mainstream scientist would tell you today. Yeah. is the size of the planet. Aristhenes did that too with the whole well okay. thing. How is this possible? You just spat out a, uh, a, a bit of jargon at me that I'm going to have to get you to unpack. How is that possible? Because if the Earth is flat, it shouldn't make a difference how high up you are um, to, to, you know, to, to the stars you can see at the horizon. Oh, it does. So Aristhenes did something very similar where he took um, the report of the angle of the shadow at three separate well wells in um, cities that were a known distance away. And he just used very simple trick to say, well, then the sun's over here. Trigonometry. Yes. To, fi- to, 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 to figure out how far the sun was. Yeah. Far, but also that it, it necessitated a curved earth. Right. The yeah, issue yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. The issue with that, that is that proof is identical if the Earth is a plane, and the same thing is true with the stars. So, the so you're saying that all the their same. numbers work identically? They work identically. You can well, do the you, math is it, is on the back is of a napkin. Mutatis mutandis or ceteris paribus. You you just you just tweak for flatness, and it all still adds up. Is basically what you're saying. 
I'm saying that the 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 numbers that they yes basically all right. yes all right so and well let me let me jump in here if you look at internal NASA documents publicly available not even FOIA internal NASA documents United States Army and Navy documents about missile guiding systems about Air Force pilots all of these things all of their math explicitly says to do said math as if earth were a flat stationary plane well obviously because it's so big that the that we're the, talking about the world what is it, stage 36,000 miles or something um the size of across the size of the of the, of the planet um or whatever it is uh what they what they're surely basically saying is rockets no I'm talking about a scope where they would care about the size and shape of the Earth. Well, what would the what 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 are we talking? I mean, flight plans, missile tracking systems. What I just mentioned to our mutual friend last night, which was one of my favorite most recent things that I learned, is um, a naval officer went on a podcast recently, Mark Sargent's podcast, and he was the weapons technician for a naval ship, and the system that the naval ship used lights up uh, the the target ship using radio waves that can be seen by the sensor on the ship. Mm. Um, it has to be line of sight. And this system works at 50 nautical miles. The current math of eight, inch in, eight inches of curvature per mile per mile, so eight inches of curvature per mile squared, would mean that the boat that they are seeing should be 1,700 feet below the curvature. And it isn't. It is resting on the same plane that they are. So you're saying at 50 nautical miles, the difference is seven, did you say 1,700 feet? It should be behind 1,700 feet of curvature. Okay. Vertically, So down. what you're saying is at 50 nautical miles, they use flat... Uh, 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 measurements that treat the Earth's Earth as flat rather than curved. If they use the curved ones, they'd miss the boat. If they use the flat ones, they hit the boat. No, I'm saying that the Navy can see with their eyes, eyes being the radio waves that they're literally hitting the boat with and lighting it up like a flashlight in the night. That it is not hidden by the curvature of the Earth. It should be. Which it should be according 1700 to... 1,700 feet downward vertically i see it shouldn't be visible through line of be. sight yes and it, yes, is. it is 50 nautical miles now presumably if you had a sufficiently powerful uh radar laser mm -hmm. whatever you could presumably see anything no matter how far away it was Correct. but that's not what we observe Correct. because when it ships approach the horizon we notice the bottom of them disappears before the top and if you use a Nikon P9000 camera and put a tripod on the beach and you film that, you can bring them back in perfectly, exactly as the Navy does. The, what you're noticing right there is two things. It is atmospheric um, obscuration. And so some kind of visual distortion just the, produced the, by the water itself. gases, water. It's like, it's like a mirage, first of all. And second of all, it's just angular resolution. If I hold, this was the expression you used a minute ago, and I wanted you to explain to me what, what angular resolution is. It's simply the idea that there is a point at which the railroad tracks disappear. They're still there. It's still flat. And if you walked, you would see them again. 
but the lines just go off into a point till you can't. Every object has an angular resolution. So if I hold any object up and keep walking back... You mean the point at which it sort of disappears yeah. from one pixel to zero? Exactly. And you just, you just can't see. Every object has that. But if you have a magnifying device, like, so you're, like you're, these Nikon okay, cameras... Okay, so you're, you're contending that whereas most people would presume that things disappear behind the horizon, yeah. down, the, down around the yeah. curved shape of the Earth, what you're saying is, no, you're just not looking far enough. Yeah, your eyes don't have the capacity to. Right. But, your but the eyes Navy do. does in certain kinds of oh, technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. With missile systems. Okay. Exactly. And okay. I mean, you can see All this right. with your right. own eyes. If you, okay. All right. Lake Michigan, Chicago. All right. So what, what we're getting to, what we're getting to now are some claims that people cannot themselves falsify. Everybody in Michigan can. Everybody in the state of Michigan can go uh, to the um, edge of the state and they can look out across the lake and they can see Chicago, which should be impossible if we lived on a spherical curved earth. Well, that's not necessarily true, is it? Because because there could be a valley between them. Well, no, there isn't. There's a lake. Right, but maybe gravity pulls the middle of the water down or something. I'm just, look, I'm saying there are other possible explanations that most people would find more plausible than yours. Yeah, and they have for quite a long time. I'm just saying that there are things that, that a person without a fancy camera or anything like that, people living on the west so the coast of Michigan... the fact that you can see Chicago from Michigan yes, should not be possible. If the earth was a cur was spherical. Okay, well, see, that's a, that's a testable claim. People have. People There's go lots of YouTube videos. All right, all right, all right. Rob, so people, Rob Skiba. That's a good example of something that, that, that a person listening to this can go and Absolutely. check out Absolutely. and think about. Okay. Um, let's return for a moment to celestial bodies. Okay. Now, the moon wobbles according to um, uh, the sphere of the globe hypothesis, the moon wobbles, which means that it turns slightly on its axis one way, the other, one way or the other, which has enabled us uh, to, 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 to map more than 50% of it, more than just the, the half that we see pointed at us. How's that possible if it's not a, a sphere wobbling? And what is the precise nature of these bright things in the sky above us? Okay, it's a big question. And there's a couple of I don't knows. That's fine. And the, That's fine. And the I don't knows are, well, I'll get to those in a minute. I don't think that the moon wobbles. I think that the it is known and everybody can observe that the face of the moon is in phase lock with the earth we only ever see somewhat but not completely because because we've seen bits of off the left hand side and bits off the right hand side where the moon as i say wobbles we we have more if we had never left earth according uh -huh. to whatever yeah. if we never left earth we would know what more than 50 percent of the moon's surface looks like because of this wobble what do you mean by more than 50%? Is that the, the map is greater than the, the visible circumference that we have? Yeah, so like if you cut the sphere in half, right? Yeah. We can see one half of it. Yes. Like if you cut an, cut an orange in half, yeah. right? We can see one half of that if the orange is always facing us with, yeah. the, with the slice. Yes. Um, 
directly behind what we're seeing, yeah? yeah? But but the thing is that the orange is turning slightly, five degrees this way, five degrees that way. So we've seen more than just the half slice. Says who? Okay, we're gonna get to the authorities behind all of this next. So So your answer to that is, I don't believe the people who tell me that. I don't think that the phenomena that you're describing implies a spherical nature of the moon. I think that all of the evidence that I've seen, um, obviously you have to dismiss the moon landing to believe any of this stuff in the first place, um, which is a very easy project. But all the evidence that I've seen is that the sun and the moon are equivalent in <laughs> it's diameter. A, it's an easy project in this country. That if you were to tell, for instance, a Brit that the moon landings didn't happen, they would think that you were legitimately barking mad. Really? Barking bloody mad. And I have to say, one of the things that made me initially skeptical about all of this is that Americans believe more things that aren't true and more things that are crackers than probably any non-Islamic nation on earth. <laughs> and this does sound like one of them. I mean, it does. It does. Um, it, it just... I mean, I've Americans, crossed... I mean, like, you know, Americans just... I mean, half of them believe in Bigfoot, two-thirds, you know, like... Americans believe in a lot of kooky, supernatural stuff. I mean, this is a country where practically everybody thinks they've met Jesus. Uh, you know, everybody's had some, some Damascene moment in their lives. Everybody thinks that some spirit talks to them, whether it is uh, through a Ouija board or yeah, at well, church. Also, 35 million people are on Prozac in this country. We have graphene oxide in the air and fluoride in the water. Well, yeah, and my a, point exactly. And a CIA, my which point exactly. Operation Mockingbird. Yeah, my point exactly, which is all these flat earthers on cocktails of antidepressants and antipsychotics. Oh no, they're all the ones. They're all the ones who aren't taking it. They're yeah, the ones yeah, who aren't yeah, drinking right, tap right, water. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're going to get to them. Okay, so um, you're, I'm not going to ask you too much about space because you're just going to dismiss it. I mean, like how we can plot complex trajectories of uh, space probes. Yeah, that implies um, we, they, that they exited. Right, and, and, <laughs> and you don't believe any of this stuff. Um, I tell you what. I tell you what was very persuasive for me. Um, uh, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson yes. being forced to revise yes. the height at which you're able to see yes. the curvature of the Earth. And okay? I just recently showed you Felix right. jumping so out of the Right, so this is Felix balloon. Baumgartner who did the, uh, was it 120,000 foot drop? He was like 120,000 feet. 140, something like that. Um, so that this guy goes up and, and look, I'm familiar enough with the difference between regular lenses, fisheye lenses, all the rest, okay? This guy from 130,000 feet took footage of an Earth that looks completely flat. And not only does it look flat, but the horizon reaches up to eye level, which only happens on a plane. We can talk about eye level in a minute. Um, I don't, okay, let's, let's start with that. I don't really understand what you mean by eye level. Can't you just sort of look up or look down? What does eye level mean? So, uh, I mean, because if, 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 like, if it's like, if you, I'm just saying, like, if you've got like sand, let's say you're looking out at the horizon, yeah. and you've got sand, 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 and then 50% up, then it's sky. Yeah. Can't you just sort of look up a bit and then eye levels higher? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, see like, what, no, I see your point. Yeah, what do you mean by it? Okay. So uh, notice how when you're f floating out in the ocean and yeah. you look out and it seems like about 50, if you look at the horizon. Yeah. 50% of your field of view is sky and 50% is water. If you're, if you're looking at the horizon. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I said it. You know? yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess, yeah. Okay. 
what Felix was seeing at 127,000 feet was the same when 50, he looked was at the, same the horizon. 50, 50, that's what you're saying. And that only happens on a plane because if it were a okay. ball, it curves away so from you. So what Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, the uh, dumbest clever person in the world, oh my God. Um, had to say in public, yes. And this is after, we have to say, this is after thousands of photographs published by places like NASA yeah. from much lower altitudes of curved oh my gosh. earths, yeah, right? All the time. Felix Baumgartner goes up there, he points a regular camera out yep. of his pod or whatever it was. He was yep. on, what was it was his, a weather uh, balloon. A weather balloon, that's right. Um, he looks out and I'll grant you that 50% of the bottom half of the of the footage looks like the planet. Yeah. There is a straight horizon. Yeah, flat. And uh, Okay. So Neil deGrasse Tyson says, okay, fine. Well, uh, actually, you have to go higher than 90. You have to go higher than that. You have to actually have to get up to about 150 before the curvature is visible. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's embarrassing. But why is it necessarily wrong? Well, what it does is... What I mean, what I mean to say is, isn't it okay that he revised his estimate up in light of new information isn't it okay that maybe he just got the first number wrong i mean maybe mm -hmm. it's two hundred thousand feet is the point at which you start to see the curvature yeah i see what you're saying so what it does it does a few things at the same time first is it shuts everybody up who's ever looked out a plane window and says you yeah, know i can see a curvature because they're flying at thirty-five thousand or forty-five thousand feet they, they aren't they are not nobody who's ever climbed a mountain has seen the curvature Anyone who has ever claimed it that... It doesn't look curved out of an airplane window. It doesn't. I have friends who say that it is. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, and and any, any parallax that you do notice is because the window you're looking at is on the outside of a, of a tube. It's it's a curved yeah, pane of glass. Yeah, yeah, First of all. All right. Second of all, what, what this does, this revision does, is either the Earth is... A flat stationary plane or the sphere that we're living on is orders of magnitude bigger than they tell us it than is. they tell us it is okay that makes sense to me that i believe that's okay i want to move on because we've got so much to cover Keep going. okay what experiments have flat earthers done mm -hmm. and what were the results of those experiments to demonstrate the evidence of their hypothesis because there is an enormous mountain of data from classical literature from ancient sources all the way through to nasa and you know every world government today the, it, it, the curvature of the earth would appear to be one of the top three things that we know with the most certainty about the natural world around us. I mean, it's just, it's just completely it, disagree with that categorization. Well, characterization. You, would, you would, but I'm saying it's one of the most readily accepted and seemingly obvious truths about the world around us. That I agree with. So, but the experiments, what I'm asking is we're going to get to why certain people have said it in history when we wrap up yeah what what i want to know is what have flat earthers done to prove that they're right okay. rather than just slinging mud at nasa yeah coming up with you know fancy jargon 
bamboozling us all with maths and physics that half of us don't really follow. Yeah, if we're honest, right? What have they done to What have they done to prove it? Lasers. So, Can't afford lasers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Talk me through lasers. FE Core is the most recent organization of people who have done this, which is a group of engineers who have built a very, very powerful laser. And they went out uh, on lakes that were, you know, 24, 25 miles uh, between them, uh, calculating something like a. Um, a 90 foot drop that they should notice if the standard model of a spherical earth were true the eight inches per mile squared so nasa astrophysicists all of the data currently that is being presented to us is that if they were to shoot this laser the distance that they were shooting it you know 90 i'm sorry uh 25 ish miles it should drop about 90 feet, 80 to 90 feet. What they noticed is about You mean, a, you mean that the, the gap between the laser and yeah. the earth I'll, should I'll do a bit, widen? I'll, I'll set this up a bit No, it's, it's easy to understand. So, so what you're basically saying is if, if, if we're on a sphere and we shoot a laser at what looks like the other a, side. a, a level bit yeah. of ground, eventually the surface of the planet and the laser will diverge. And yep, The gap exactly. between them will grow. So you would have to raise up your target x number of feet in order for that laser to hit if the if the earth were actually dropping down so so um what you're saying is that the laser just keeps going well what they found is where there was an expected 80 or 90 foot drop there was maybe four so, so and they, so they continued to reproduce i mean all of your evidence seems to suggest the earth's just a lot bigger well no, the evidence would suggest either that you are on a flat plane with um, that that goes on for an unknown distance, or the Earth is tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times larger, which still invalidates every single narrative that we've been presented. Okay, okay. that the I, I, ISS I, 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 is orbiting us, rockets, all of it. I get it. Um, it's possible, isn't it, that the Earth is flat, but with like a couple of degrees of curvature, which could explain the four miles instead of the, the 50 miles, just because of, of the undulating nature of continents or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so no, I, all right, all right. So, so you say that the lasers prove your point. Um, well, else? it's been reproduced okay. plenty of okay. times. What else? Um, behind the Curve was the Netflix documentary that Mark Sargent and... Um, the main uh, people in, in the flat earth world were a part of, and they spent tens of thousands of dollars on a gyroscope. I can't even begin to understand it, so I'm not going to try and replicate what they did, but right. it came it came down to two things. It's okay to just say, you know, there's a Netflix movie, you should watch it. There's yeah. some proofs there, yeah. which they can to well, try to persuade you with. That one's, that one, uh, it came, push came to shove at the very end, and either the earth was moving the surface of the earth was rotating at 15 degrees i think it was per hour or the sky was and what scientists would say is well the earth is rotating and what flat flat earthers say is well the sky is is moving right i mean it also your 
I mean, it just just occurred to me because I'm fumbling through this as an amateur, right? Sure. And you've read and, and listened to um, it's mostly listened to, isn't it? It's mostly YouTube. This mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, couldn't there be atmospheric conditions that would bend the laser lights? I mean, aren't yep. there things because that does happen? Doesn't and it? they and they, I highly recommend everyone look at FE Core because they they account for all that they say perfectly. I mean, the they test how much water is in the air. They do all the refraction and stuff. And all right. So you're saying you're saying uh, uh, accounting for everything. All right. Okay. Well, and and I would go back to um, the weapon systems that the United States Army and Navy uses, which rely on line of sight. The object has to be visible to radio all right. waves. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're getting to the good stuff now. I think it's it, we've, we've. I think people will have a reasonable idea of how plausible they find this. Uh, stuff. Yeah. You've given them a few places to go. Here's the make or break. Here's when you win them or you lose them. Why would every world government yes. collude and conspire about mm. this like they haven't about anything else in the history of the world? Except for COVID. And do so for, well, no, because five nations didn't and they all got their presidents assassinated. Exactly. Um, but well, yes, but it hasn't happened here. No one's even tried it with this one. Um, what? How can it be that um, ancient Greeks, caliphs, and the UN are all in on the most gigantic hoax ever perpetrated against the people of plain earth? of planet earth just drop the t it's easy isn't it? <laughs> um of 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 the yes. of the disc or whatever um why would every world government agree to maintain a hoax like this what do they get out of it mm-hmm. have they ever coordinated like this about anything before how can you tell me that north korea India, Russia, China, the United States. I grasp the premise, and I have to push back on a couple of things. Okay. You Start, get the idea. You understand what the, I'm yes. getting at. Starting with the ancient world. Sell this to me, because you've got a big mountain to climb sure. with this one. It is very untrue to characterize a a chain of custody from the ancient world to present-day NASA as having agreed upon this issue. They haven't. There is as much data, uh, cartography, literature, uh, folklore about us living on a plane under a firmament as there is that we are living on a ball. And the obvious one being Christian tradition, the Bible, the rest of it. Okay. Um, let, not let, even just not even just, just Christian tradition. Okay, let, 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 let's let's just start. I, I I grant you that people have just heard more about the classical figures who did the globe stuff because scientists can say, look, we knew it all the way back well, then. There are two very similar to What I'm asking you is today, the people living on the planet today, in 2021. Yes. Why are they all in on it? Why? Well, hang on. One one more step in. No, no, no. I, I just I don't forget anything that happened before our generations there are people alive today there are two women on camera you can go watch their interviews on youtube alive today centenarians 
so over the age of 100, who were alive when the curriculum taught in school was that of a flat plane. And they were aware of the change in the 1910s, uh, coming up in the 1920s, where it shifted and teachers began to be persecuted if they taught a flat plane earth. But if... Um, the curriculum is that recent. Okay. Where was that? What do you mean? It, what country? United States of America. Oh, come off it. They teach creationism here. I mean, give me a break. It's a serious country. <laughs> I can't rebut that. It's, no, no, a serious country. A country that's not America. My point America is that the is chain of custody... America is a bonkers place full of bonkers people who believe bonkers things because Americans are, by their government, systematically undereducated, incapable of critical thinking, ignorant about themselves, their explain, past... How do you explain uh, the changing curriculum? Well, scientists would say that the science evolved, right? I'm, I am. But if we knew it in the ninth century, I'm some Muslim. Well, guy. I'm intrigued by the dateline, though. It doesn't prove anything to me that something was taught in 1910 in America, because there are people today teaching extraordinary things in schools in America. Right, like that for was, instance, that boys can become girls. Right, right? that was a rebuttal now, to I, this idea that there has been I'm, a perfect continuity for two thousand years. That wasn't the crux of my question. Fine. Throw it out the window. Focus on this. Why is every international body, every mainstream scientist, mm -hmm. every country, every corporation, yeah. every church, mm -hmm. every institution, every university, every institution in the world, why are they all in on it? Why are they all colluding with one another to tell us lies about the shape of the earth? What's in it for them? Excellent question. So the, there's there's two parts to that answer. I'd like to get to both of them. The first is the epistemic, and the second is the cui bono. The epistemic question is, how do people like you and I come to know things like the shape of the earth? Where does that knowledge even come from? And the answer is, it comes from people who heard it from people, who heard it from people who didn't actually do the research, who heard it from people who claimed to have. What I mean by that is no one ever in the history of who you've talked to has done anything to verify what they claim to know as an absolute certainty, which is the shape of the earth. None of them. You don't know an astronaut. You don't know anyone. You don't know Jeff Bezos, right? You don't know a person who has looked out of a window of an aircraft or a rocket that has actually gone past 300 miles above the earth. You don't know a person like that. It's very important to recognize. So the people in power that you've just listed, all those people, they don't know. We are reducing the people who do know or could know to like less than a thousand. Look, I've that got... is really important to know. Okay, and I, and I know that you're on, on your way to your explanation. I'm only interrupting you to, to, to say, I think COVID, the manner in which COVID has been addressed by world leaders, the lockstep yep. of every major global institution has opened a window for flat earth to say to, say to people, <laughs> yeah. how about this? In the same way that I, when I think about um, one of the subjects that's occupying my work and my mind at the moment, gay conversion therapy, I'm and I'm thinking to myself, the way, the way I, I, I explain it to people is, I'm not going to waste my time talking to you about the etiology of disordered sexual instincts. I'm just going to say, do you think the press told the truth about Donald Trump? Right. 
And did you notice how they all said exactly the same thing at the same time and told the same lies at the same time and painted a parallel universe from yep. the one that we yep. actually live in? Exactly. And you, you remember how they did that about other people they didn't like too, like, you know, <laughs> me or whatever. Um, that's what they did about uh, conversion therapy. Any more questions? Yeah. And people said, oh. Yeah. So I think there's a window open. Well, let me... There's a credulity moment for, for, yes. for Flat Earth right now, which is... It's COVID. Hilarious in a way, but... Um, so so, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm more prepared than I was to believe that the well, elites are operating on a consensus. Well, let me liaise that with germ theory. None of them... No, no, seriously. Let's stay off that. No, no, it's important. It's important. The word that I... That we don't know whether or not it exists yet, that I, was, that I thought was simulacrum, but it's not. And it's it's that the, that the response of everybody is legitimate, visceral, real response. But there is no way to verify if the stimulus exists is the sort of thing that I'm talking about here, whether it be a pandemic, a germ thing, or the shape of the earth. See, one of the problems I think people have, and, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you have, um, people who believe in one, and I mean this in the most supportive way, crackers theory, tend to believe in all of them, right? People who believe the earth is flat tend to also believe that viruses don't cause diseases. Well, why do you think that Tend is? to also believe, well... Books have been written about the um, nature of conspiracy theory, which is what we're talking about, um, and and the precise way in which a lack of critical thinking skills combined with certain kinds of uh, credulous personality types um, and particular cultural milieus and blah, 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 can, can, can sort of congeal to create a little rump of the population that just lives in its own bonkers little universe. But what if they're right? Okay, but that, I mean, that's a nice, like, you know, documentary narration moment. But No, 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 but, no, it's not. It's Don't dismiss is, it like that. Don't no, dismiss it. Because we'll if, we if we can do 9-11, if we can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt to, to, to somebody, if I can get, I don't know where you completely stand on it, but let's you say. You've just done it again. You, 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 first of all, you invoke germ theory, and now you're on 9-11. It's like it's like there's a reason for it. Kennedy assassination, like, moon landing, whatever it is. If oh, I can get oh, moon landing, yeah, there we go. If so, I can get one, if I can get one, and you go, holy shit, Nick! Everything you said, every point along the line, I agree with, and I can't disprove. I say, wow, wouldn't it be a crazy world if 99% of people didn't realize all the things that you just realized, and then you can build on that? That's the cornerstone. So of course, these people start to put things so, so together. You've, you've just. Um, you've just unwittingly betrayed the psychological flaw at the heart of all of these it's not a interlocking flaw. It's conspiracy not, it's not a theories. Flaw. It's a recognition of, it's pattern really, recognition. What, should, what, what They flatter themselves and think it's pattern recognition. What it really is, is people who are just desperate to build a universe that makes more sense to them, that is kinder to them, that is more relatable, that better accords with their prejudices, and they build. Absolutely not. A, well, okay. That is such a disparaging way to look at all this stuff. Well, especially look, when you can produce just, the evidence. I if just want to go here, but I'm asking you about. I'm asking you about flat Earth, and then you start going, "Oh, 9/11 germ theory." It's like, "Oh they're, God, they're another one of these guys." I interviewed. Some, I interviewed one of the Q, QAnon guys, and I said, "Now look, you guys seem to hop from conspiracy to conspiracy, and when." Things don't pan out like you claimed. You just like blithely hop onto the next one. And he, he looks at me and went, 
Well, I was a JFK guy. Uh, you know, like these, these, people make a career out of losing themselves in these alternate universes that seem to satisfy some kind of deep-rooted psychological need. This was not what I wanted to talk about today, but since is, you bring it up... It is much more pathetic to think that the world is as, as it has been presented to us than to disparage people using the Operation Mockingbird yeah, term of conspiracy theorists and slander all the people uh, who are intuitive and perspicacious enough in the exact way that brought you to this conversation everybody here. Everybody knows that the, we're lied to constantly about everything, but that doesn't... But not this! No, but... Come no. on! The there, most consequential there, things are the things are you're lied things to about. There are things that stretch credulity. There are things that it's difficult. Oh, that's to... your problem. Your credulity is your own issue. Okay. Okay. Um, I really want us to stick on Flat Earth because we can have other long, lovely conversations about sugar, about... Poofa. 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 Tell me what poofa is. Polyunsaturated fatty acids. Yeah, you see, they believe, every, everybody is into this stuff wastes their entire life watching dozens of hours of YouTube on every conspiracy theory that, that, that every, excuse me, what, what would you, what would you, every alternative, whatever. Yeah. I want to stick to this. Okay. Okay. Let's come back. I tried. Let's come back to earth. Yeah. I tried. I tried. Come back down to earth. Yeah. yeah. I tried. I tried. Um, you haven't answered the question for me. I know that you were on the way to it and we sure, got yes. sidetracked. What, what is in it? Kui bono. Who benefits? The the way that I <laughs> the way that I conceive of this is sort of via exclusion, um, or I can point to one thing, and that is the the, you, the just, feeling just, of magic, the feeling just of bring wonder the down for us. and just, just, awe. Just, yes, I'm getting there. The feeling of wonder and awe that I experienced when I came to the conclusion, or at least was compelled by flat earth theory, was the same kind of wonder and awe that I got when I read Tolkien. And all these other sorts of things. Uh, Beowulf becomes exciting. The Odyssey becomes exciting. It's not just uh, something that was told around a fire. The world becomes an unbelievably magical place. And it occurred to me, especially since biblical cosmology is identical. Most of this stuff is biblical cosmology to a T. Mm -hmm. I then realized that the, that the religious, um, the spiritual, the people who are supposed to keep and preserve our relationship with the divine, which is a fantastical, amazing experiential thing to have as a person. We gave ground and we said, eh, sure, you can have evolution. You can have the Big Bang. You can have the multi-infinite verses of quantum theory and dark matter where we are hurtling through nothingness as an accident instead of the Shire. And the two things are so unbelievably disparate that to me that was, that was compelling, number one. Number two. What, what, what you seem to be saying, and, and, and people have written books about this, the sort of loss of magic, the decline yeah, of, yeah. of the supernatural. Even the major world religions are losing their supernatural edge. Yeah. The Protestant churches have completely lost Gone. any Gone. grasp. Sterile. And this is this is why transubstantiation is so important yes. in, the, in the in you know uh, in the Catholic Mass because there's a moment where the supernatural enters our universe, becomes yep. real, literally real. Right. Um, 
So, so when you answer my question, who benefits and what's it, what this is all about, um, deracination, sterilization, sucking the soul out of you, telling you that you live in a sterile universe. When you can read right. Genesis right. and understand right. that um, the people who built the Tower of Babel to break into heaven, to open one of the seven doors of heaven and go in and fight God, that that's a documentary, not an allegory, and that you live on the same terra firma that they did, you can't stop being blown away by your own existence. Take the Bible seriously. Take God seriously. And start realizing that the Old Testament is the same world that you live in. So this is an assault on magic or an assault on Christianity? Both. Because um, in the loose metaphoric sense they're the same yes. when you're using magic to mean wonder to mean wonder awe the the fantastical the spiritual and, the divine and, and and that's because what people are more controllable when they don't have faith in the supernatural yes, yes. i refuse everybody who says that you can have your your god and eat it too when it comes to this idea that um, well, the earth can be a sphere hurtling through the infinite vacuum of space, and that just makes it more amazing to me. No, it doesn't. It makes you insignificant and accident. It makes you nothing. The idea that the earth is God's footstool, that he literally comes down to a mountain because it's a high point because like space and geography are meaningful. It's, closer to heaven. it's cl literally closer to heaven. So you'd be so so you would modify perhaps your earlier description of the dome. It's about three. It's it's about three thousand miles up. Okay, but but you said we don't know what's behind it, but we do, don't we? Well, we do. It's water, heaven. water, and then heaven. Okay, well that's the question I asked you at the beginning of the conversation. You could have just said that. Um, so so sure. so it's the, the, a water, well, the biblical it's a water dome. Well, there's a dome that there's is dome. that is hard, and then there's water above what's it. What's it made out of? Uh, I don't know. The Bible calls it rakia. Is the uh, is the what would it be Hebrew word? Right. Well, it depends where in the Bible. Old um, Testament. So. Okay. So, so who benefits is, is every person who wants to suck that out of them. So that includes the Catholic Church these days. Yeah. That includes every church these days. Yeah. So who's on the other side? On the other side of what do you mean? Well, who's, who's keeping the magic alive? Who's keeping the home fires burning? Just your mates in the Flat Earth Society. Uh, I think... The last... Humanity's last stand for the supernatural uh, uh, preciousness of Christianity is yeah. this CIA yeah. psyop. Well, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost had... What a world! What a world! <laughs> well, any fiction um, author who really is able to capture that magic, I think, is is kind of dipping into a, co a, a collective earthers, unconscious there. Yeah, all right. Um, let's go into that just a little bit before, before we get to the, the really dangerous stuff. Um what does the Bible say about how the world around us is structured? Yeah. That's the amazing thing to me uh, is if people, if, if Christians, Catholics genuinely believe that this is the inerrant word of God, they have to be flat earthers, period. There's right, no but way we don't. It. But Christianity does not make those claims for the Bible. The Catholic Church does. Uh, the inerrancy of Scripture, divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't contain internal challenges in the same way that even the Catechism, you know, might, can be read to. I will allow um, you to. There are bits of the Bible that don't cohere with one another, um, that aren't in complete agreement. Burn heretic. <laughs> 
Um, Let's just assume that you didn't say any of that problematic, irritatingness. What you're describing is not the Bible, it's the Quran. The final, perfect, and unalterable word of God. That's the Quran. Christianity doesn't really make those claims for the Bible, at least not in those kinds of explicit and uncompromising terms. My Catholic Even, schooling must have been deficient then, because that is what I learned. So I'm not saying let, that it's not regardless perfect, of that, it's not regardless holy, of that, that it's not correct about things. Regardless of all that, but, but the it, Bible but, itself. But for instance, you know, the, the, there, are, there, are bits in the, there are bits in the Bible that... You carry. Sorry, okay. you carry. Just looking at Genesis, okay. the description of the earth is, uh, it's described as the circle of the earth. That's used, I think, about 200 times in the Bible. The word circle of the earth. There is a, a Hebrew word for sphere. It is not used. It is intentionally not used. Yeah. There is um, rakia, the firmament, which is placed above the earth to separate the waters from the waters, implying mm-hmm. that there is water above and water below. Mm-hmm. There are seven windows in the firmament. That is the windows that opened, and there's also um, portals uh, beneath the earth that also opened to flood uh, for, for Noah's flood. So the water came from above and below. The birds... Oh, so flat earth has got quite a neat explanation for Noah. It does. Okay. Um, the oh, birds fly did, in the same that? medium that the uh, sun and the moon are. So the sun and the moon are local. They are inside of the firmament. Right, so you have the firmament inside, the two lights, the greater light and the lesser light. Yep. And then... I haven't quite got to understanding what they are yet because you don't know. Because we haven't found out yet, I guess, right? I have a description. Is it 3,000 miles up at its highest point? Yeah, and in that the sun and the moon are projections from uh, the center of the earth. That's a From the North Pole? From the North Pole. That they, that so they they're like, emanate. So they're like uh, um, bat signals. Yeah, they're exactly. They're bat signals. Um <sighs> From from this from the center. That must be uh, that must be. Um, They're plasma. They're not solid. The moon is not solid. It's not made of cheese or rocks. Wallace and Gromit did not go there, regrettably. Nor did anyone else. Nor did um, anyone. That I do believe. Yeah. At least they did in the sixties. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the, the Bible is is extremely so, cool. So we also have like when Jesus returns, um, he the the whole world sees him at the same time. I believe that's described in Matthew. So the, how can the whole world, what is Australia just going to miss out if, if he shows up in Utah or something? Um, the angels roll up the earth like a scroll. Mm-hmm. Can't roll up a ball. Um, shale, right? Just, just the pause underworld. on that for a second. Sure. Um, that is, it's, it's uh, Revelation, isn't it? Yes. Did you just say that? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's Revelation um, where it talks about rolling the world up like a scroll. And, yeah. And, and the f- Flat Earth. I mean, you leaned quite heavily on Catholic education uh, a moment ago. The the flat Earth takes a much more sort of evangelical literalists approach to yeah. some of this stuff, doesn't yeah, it? I yeah. mean, you know, you, you will find Catholic scholars who say, "Well, that's a well, it's, it's poetic literature." Yeah, right. Like, but you don't think that? No. Well, no, because I well, I don't I'm, think I'm that the s- people. I'm somewhat persuaded. I have to say, I haven't looked it up, but I'll, I'll take your word for it for the for the purpose of this conversation. I'm somewhat persuaded that if there's a word for sphere and they use circle, they meant circle. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the Earth is. A, a, a flat, but it could mean that the Bible authors believed that it was. It could That's mean what you have to admit. God wants us to accept that it is. Exactly. Uh, it That's could mean a bunch of things, right? Um, you have to believe that the people who wrote it thought it. It, it could mean a bunch of things. Now, you could say that they were wrong, but the okay. people who wrote okay. it thought it. Okay. Uh, but but there's, a, there's, a, there's a separate and different category of biblical claim, which is 
you deciding that things are more literal than is ordinarily thought to be the case when you read certain Bible passages about the earth being rolled up like a scroll you think it means well it's literally flat so you can roll it up like a scroll no I think that the people who wrote it believed that okay and because of the the like navy evidence I'm like well hang on a second perhaps the people who wrote it were really intelligent people who had access to knowledge from God himself that it, it you know was divinely inspired and he said hey this is the nature of reality I'm I'm going to describe it to you. You can write it down. Instead sound, of sounding very Islamic, I have to say. I mean, it's sort of Muhammad revelations and direct transcription of the Quran. You know. That was how the Bible was described to me in my Catholic education. Okay, well, it's so very, the, it's it was very, it was it's, it's a very Quranic way of thinking. Isn't it? All right, I want us to to finish with one question. Okay. You've talked about how the powers that be in all their various forms have a vested interest in you have a really loud fridge and AC <laughs> uh, um, we talked about all the various forms excuse me powers that be in all the various forms all various organizations have a vested interest in squeezing the magic and joy out of yes. the world and I have assumed a more um, antagonistic position than I perhaps hold for the purposes of this conversation sure on behalf of the people who will listen to this yeah there's one question in my mind though that I, I want I want to to finish with how would the world change hmm. if flat earth suddenly became accepted as the common commonly understood widely acknowledged reality about our physical environment i can well be, I, I i understand some of the religious dimensions and, and perhaps we'll go into more detail about that in another conversation um i understand the you know crushing the joy and magic and the rest of it but in how how do you think the world would change if people suddenly discovered that it was all a lie It's another way of asking, why does it matter? I've spent quite a bit of time reflecting on how, we, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, the greatest lie that the devil ever told was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yes. I think the second greatest lie the devil ever told was getting pseudo-intellectuals and the common man to spend tremendous amounts of energy wondering if true things are true and if truth is real midwits 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 is spending all this time questioning the nature of reality and if you just look at all of modern science and physics specifically astrophysics it is strictly concerned with obscure uh, obscurantism of making truth the most elusive unattainable thing possible they invent particles and dark matter and dark energy, and all they do is mm -hmm. say... Wrapping up the re physical reality of the universe in impenetrable... Yes. They would say that it's the only language that it's explainable in. And, and that, the more you, that the smaller you get, the more you look into it, the less coherent, the more absurd it is. That the nature of reality is absurdism. And, and that is all... Random, they would say, it's all random... Yes. Uh, 
uh, chaotic particles, unstable that, that you particles. can't understand that that violates all of our a priori assumptions about the world that a equals a that you are that that you can rationally perceive things double slit experiment is a perfect example of this mm -hmm. if if we if if the whole world um understood overnight like there was just a memo sent out and they're like sorry guys we lied about all of it it is flat i think what would come <laughs> crashing down i think we know from covid that um the people who rule over us in this world are, are uh, reluctant to admit mistakes, especially big ones. Correct. Especially ones as, as this is the ultimate mistake. It's the one. This is this is up there with the Da Vinci Code, isn't it? It was sort of like Jesus was married to Mary, Mary Magdalene, Magdalene and they and, had yeah, a, exactly. and it was carried down by the girl, the sort of uh, ju Judaicization of, of Christianity, yes. turning it into this matrilineal thing. Um, so what would happen? Uh, it's it's that big, isn't it? It's it's it is that big. And what would happen is I do think a return to um, the Bible as what it is, what I what I view it as, which is far more of an historical document than a poetic one. First of all, second of all, it would cause an uprising against all of this anti-truth. Uh, deracinating dissolving spirit of the so-called authority figures it would destroy word, it if you don't mind me uh if you don't mind me uh, uh saying i think the word you're looking for is denaturing yes when when yes, a, when a, yes. a solution when a thing is denatured yes it is it's it's dissolved it. and it's yes. all the things you say it, it, it's broken into constituent parts but the essence is ragged is constituent, refused. ragged constituent parts which can no longer cohere into yeah. the beautiful. Yeah, I think I think what you're talking about is denaturing, which is yes. what abortion is, yes. which is what vaccines are, which is what all of the things that it's the what science is. Would, it's what it's what a science has become. Yes, it's not describing the natural world, but it is rather denaturing. denaturing. It is trying to obliterate the actual essence of it and tell you that. That the, the harder you look at it, the less, the less it should make sense. sense. It's gonna make. Yeah. So just trust us. Exactly. So just <laughs> trust. And and the and trust it would just the be... experts. Hashtag trust <laughs> the science. And and to me that oh, describes the big like the biggest reason why. I'm feeling why... sick again. I'm yeah. Feeling, well, because you're I'm, grasping. I'm feeling sick again. I want to vomit. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, you Nicholas. are grasping why it's such a big deal. People this are like, is, well, it doesn't matter. The earth, I don't care if it's a fly. I don't care if it's a cube. This is what people go through when they get red pilled. Yes. I've never been red pilled because I'm I'm normally the pill. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, no, I, I've, I've never been, I've never because it all just struck me as incredibly bloody obvious. Yeah. But but I'm experiencing what people experience when they find out that women don't get paid less. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. But it's What it's... do you mean college campuses are they say they're more dangerous than Rwanda and the Congo? <laughs> what it what? But it injects such a a a <sighs> lifeblood, like the literal spirit. This goes into like the idea that I feel quite free. I feel yes. I feel yes. I feel nauseated, and yeah. I will never forgive you. <laughs> but I feel liberated at the same time. I yeah. feel free. And that's what would happen to every single person if we they, can't if afford they this to get out to the public. No, we should, <laughs> we should probably delete it. They can't. No, no, no. I mean, this. I think the elites are right. This can't get out. 
Exactly. This, this can't, can't get out. It can't. This it can't, can't get out. So, so yeah, we've, 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 we've reached a conclusion. Flat Earth is real, but we don't want anyone to know. Right. Because So don't share this. They're not ready for it. No. Don't, don't pass this on to your family and friends. Possibly. Just try to forget you heard this hour yeah. and a quarter, wherever we are, hour and a half. We've, we've done a little, had a lovely conversation. Uh, try and forget everything you heard um, because some things are just too dangerous to know. Which is something that um, your Catholic teachers would have very much agreed with. Absolutely. As did mine. <laughs> yeah. What a lovely conversation. I don't think that we can ever really be friends again. Um, well, I can't. Every time I look at you, I get a wave of nausea. Yeah. Um, more, more, <laughs> so e- more so even than before. Um, <laughs> but I, I look, I, I, just, I spent the last, the, last, the last few minutes you were talking, I just spent the time crossing out questions. Yeah. I'd nearly go, try not to cuss so people can play this to their children. Um, all right. Where does, well, it, where does it leave you? Besides the nausea. Genuinely, where does that leave you? Well, flat on the floor and spinning, just like our planet. <laughs> <laughs> My head is spinning. I'm, I'm, it leaves me supine and nauseous. Um, well, uh, I, I think we've... I think we've We've, we've certainly established one thing, which is that we should have many more conversations like this yeah. on all the other things that you have crazy opinions about. Um, and when we get to the end and you've persuaded me on all of them, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Sorry, Father. Um, all right, Nicholas, thank you for joining us. It's been lovely. Well, it hasn't for me, but no, ho- hopefully, it's I been, enjoyed myself. hopefully it's been nice for you listening. Um, and... Uh, Next time, I think we should talk about um, sugar. 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 Let's do it. They don't know what I, they didn't know what I meant earlier. Um, Nicholas has some very interesting ideas about sugar, about food in general, really, yeah. about polyunsaturated fats and all, all kinds of some very interesting ideas about what we should and shouldn't be eating, and who's been lying to us all about it. Maybe maybe after a few conversations, we'll, we'll go we'll run the gamut of all your bonkers ideas, yeah. and at the end of all of them. Um, we'll we'll finally get to the question of who did it all. <laughs> God bless.